0: What's up everyone? My name is Christian Baldanza Tacchio. And this is Juliano Caleri. And this is DiFozzi Football Radio. Thanks so much for joining us today on Thursday, April the 1st. The international break
1: is over. We're back from our exile.
0: We are back from the (laughs) exile. We have received a couple of inquiries on where have you guys been. But we told you we were coming back after the international break. Uh, So we got some things to talk about today. We got to talk about uh, the World Cup qualifiers that happened uh, for both our Italian team and our Canadian team. And then there's a couple of things I want to talk about in the Olympic qualifiers, too, for Canada, who bow out at the semifinals. No surprise there to Mexico. And then we're going to preview City A this weekend for you because City A is back. It is back. And we're going into the final stretch. So very important. So, let's jump right in, guys. Let's talk about the World Cup qualifiers. Let's talk about the Azzurri. The last podcast, Giuliano and I talked about how scheef this squad was that he called up. And Italy's expected to run away with these games. And they didn't run away with any of them.
1: No surprise there. The record shows 3-0. Yeah, Six goals, four, zero goals against. So, let's hear, let's hear why you don't think they well, ran away with it.
0: I'm wearing my Italy jersey today because I'm trying to think like an Italian fan. Because I have really nothing good to say about this squad. But I'm trying to find some positives here. Trying to channel my inner Italian fan because I love this team so much. And maybe that's why I'm angry. Uh, They sucked. They sucked. They struggled against Lithuania. They struggled against Bulgaria, but they always do. I'm not surprised by that. And they even struggled against Northern Ireland. I mean... Two nothing, two nothing, two nothing. How does Cheeto score the, in these qualifiers? <laughs> a penalty. How many penalties did he get this, this in this round? Two. Two. Balotti and Cheeto, and uh, then... so two of your six goals are from the spot against teams that you need to spank.
1: Yeah, Bulgaria got the Balotti special. <laughs>
0: like, come on, guys! That's a nice dive. And I don't care that they kept a clean sheet. That chiellini Bonucci pairing in the first game, my god. It was like watching paint dry. It was boring. Nothing exciting back there. Killini gets sent home after the first game because the plan was to only play him for one game in the time. So what's the point of that? What's the point of that? So Giorgio Killini can play one game and then go back to training. Is that what's going to happen in the Euro? Are you going to waste one spot to play this guy for a game? Because he's not going to be able to play every three days, every four days. There's no way. Like Giuliano said. This should have been your prep for the Euro, because you realistically should walk away with all with all nine points, which they did, luckily, gladly. Mm-hmm. But this team does not impress me. It doesn't impress me
1: at all, and that's scary. So, what what did you think? So, we used three different combinations for centre back: Kileni Bonucci, Cherbi Bonucci, in the, in the uh, second game. And then we used uh my starting lineup pairing, Mancini and Bastoni. I liked that pairing. I liked it too. <laughs> I obviously. liked it. They played well. That's it,
0: the positive I have. I like that. Yeah. They played
1: well. They moved the ball. You can tell. Who do you think's the driver of those two? The driver, I mean Bastoni gets on the ball more. He's more comfortable. Yeah. Mancini's the rock though back there. Mancini Mancini's the driver. He, he did he did excellent. Mancini impressed me. So much. Bastoni, too, played excellent with they the, did. the ball passing. They did. What did you think of Toloi's debut? I mean, it was stated as a 3-5-2, the lineup. I don't think they really played as a 3-5-2. They did. They played they, more like a 4-3-3. Three, three. Yeah, they ended up changing it after the subs they made. But Toloi, I mean, he was uh, he had a solid performance. He didn't have to do much. I mean, Lithuania only created a few chances, and Toloi did what he had to do. Here's my thing with Toloi, because Toloi... The
0: way they say they technically that he played right, right back. You have a thirty-year-old oriundo, and oriundo is a guy that wasn't born there that would represent the Italian team. So, Juliano and I were to play for Italy, we'd be oriundi.
1: Cameronesi is a good example. Yeah,
0: Cameronesi is an oriundo. So, you're calling up a thirty-year-old oriundo, okay? When you have all these, all this talent coming up on the right side. Why waste a spot with this guy?
1: I don't know. To I, I I really don't know. I don't know Mancini. It seems like I don't get. You it. would think you would have had his team cemented. I was more impressed with Italy heading into the Euro in in twenty twenty. Yeah. then than now. Now, like I said, they they did score six goals. They went undefeated. They did everything they, they had sucked. to do. But they suck. But it was not impressive. I mean, no. they do struggle against teams like Lithuania historically. But for me, the biggest point of the finger has to go to the guy up top, Chirui Immobile. Oh, we're in trouble. I don't know what this guy needs. We are in trouble. You could you could see in the first uh, was it the first game against uh, Northern Ireland where he yeah. scored? Yeah, right. Where the goal he should have saved it. It was like a, a weight off his shoulders. I understand. I feel for him. You know, he needed that goal. But it didn't do anything. It didn't help no. his confidence. The amount of chances he wasted nope. against Lithuania—they made the Lithuanian goalkeeper look like the best goalkeeper in the world. Yeah, uh, Chiro just misses chance after chance after chance, and the, I got to give credit to Locatelli, Pasina. Yeah, P- Locatelli played good. Senzi, you know the whole midfield. Senzi court. played really good. Yeah, they, Pellegrini I, didn't. Yeah, Pellegrini had an off game. I mean, the team, the team in the last game, Lithuania, the. The ball possession was so fast, it was quick, the passes were precise. That's why I think Mancini and Bastoni have to start there because they set the impetus. They do. How, you know, Kielini, when you watch Keelini pass the ball, it's it's painful. Yeah, the same with the chooch there too, right? <laughs> the like, technique isn't the same. He's a bit slower on the ball. Uh, so the core of the team's playing good from from back to midfield, but it's the forwards are are just not what they're not Italy caliber. If we're, if but we're gonna, not there, no. That's it. It's it.
0: That's it. If we're going to go deep in the Euro this summer, we're going to be relying on our midfield and our wingers
1: to score because I don't believe in our strikers. I don't either. I don't
0: believe in them. It's
1: it's alarming. They seriously need just a guy who's going to play in the six yard box and be a goal poacher. I mean, we don't need Chiro who's going to be running in from behind, you don't need Balotti who picks up the ball from behind. Who does that? Graziano Pelle does. That's it. But it's like, it'd be this it'd guy's be, gotta be our starter. They, yeah, that's I'm not saying it's crazy. Pa- it's crazy. It's
0: not pathetic. It's crazy. We know what Graziano Pelle can do. And yeah, we give the guy a lot of flack, but since he's come back two games, what a difference he's made for Parma, right? So you need a guy like that. We at the earlier this season, I thought the guy that could be like that was Andrea Patania, but the guy's disappeared. Yeah. Right.
1: Well, Who else is there? I know, but this is where we got a crazy you know, we gotta we gotta kinda of ask Mancini, if you're gonna pick these guys as your forwards, Immobile, Bellotti, you have to look at and analyze how do these guys score their goals. And we've said it countless times they on this podcast, in. you should everyone should know now how these guys score their goals. Why Mancini refuses to set up the team to suit the forwards, I don't understand. Mm-hmm. So if you're gonna set up the team to play a modern style of football with ball possession, you know, choke the team into submission by playing in their end. Get a guy that knows how to play back to net, that can operate in the 18 yard box, that is good at link up play. Immobile, Belotti. Bellotti is a better pass for the ball. Immobile is, it doesn't do much. No. no. He doesn't do much besides uh, get on the end of passes, but even then, he misses so many. He needs to be running into spaces. You need a guy that's a target man. You know, play a false nine if you have to. But this. Well, we don't
0: have that. We don't have a target, oh, man. They got to
1: find something because Immobile Bellotti, I mean, the struggles are unreal. Maybe if they play a big team and Italy's forced to sit back, maybe then Ciro will be good. But he shouldn't be a starter against, I think, these you know, these smaller nations.
0: I'll tell you right now, based on how the qualification went for Europe in general, two teams, well, one team, big team that stood out, that we were talking about yesterday with our good friend Nick Cottis shout out to Nick, is Turkey. And who's who's our first game in the Euro? Turkey. Yeah. I'm actually scared to play that team because that team's not going to be afraid to jump down our throat. And what's Italy going to do there?
1: What are we going to do as, as the Azzurri? Yeah, Turkey is... Uh,
0: and the inc- Swiss are going to be difficult too. Yeah,
1: Switzerland Switzerland's going to be the real test for the Azzurri in this World Cup qualifying group. Yeah. They're not going to be... They're not going to be pushovers. It's not the Switzerland of old. This Switzerland is going to give this Italian team a run. A tough time. Because end of the day, Italy struggles to score goals. They do. And we'll get a good
0: gauge of that because they play Switzerland in September for the World Cup qualification, but they play Switzerland in the Euro group in the second game. So we'll get a good gauge of what that's going to look like. But yeah, I think the only positive I see coming out of this team is you have some bright young talent. Locatelli impressed me. I think the way Mancini and Bastoni played should put pressure on Mancini
1: to run with these guys. If he if he doesn't run with them, I don't know. He's not
0: going to, though, Jules. I don't know. He's
1: not going to. I don't know what these young guys have to do to get in the team. I don't know. The Killini Bonucci partnership is over. It's it is long over. gone. Those guys couldn't do it in their prime.
0: They're going to run with them for the Euro, though, Jules. They're not going to do it now. I've accepted the fact that we're unfortunately going to run with these guys and hopefully i'm hopefully we're wrong and they have a good
1: showing cuz italy desperately needs a good showing at this tournament but you know like in all fairness Chiellini did have a good game he had a good game in a defensive in the de- defensive aspects of the game but my problem is he's not an offensive style center back so Medcini has to make up his mind and pick the players to suit the game he wants to play and stop sticking to guys just because it's their name yeah. On You know, on the back of the jerseys, the Immobiles, the Kellinis. You want to play possession football. If he wants to play possession... Bring guys that play possession football. No, understandable. And move on from... Yes. You know, the household names in you the Cezuri team.
0: You could tell in these three games that Mancini wants to play a possession fast-paced game. You can't play fast-paced with Bonucci and Killini back there. It doesn't work. So if you're going to play a fast-paced possession game,
1: go all in. That's right? exactly what I'm saying. Maybe Bonucci can get away with. No. But Chiellini, the only way you bring him, if you are going to bring him, is you keep him on the bench They're bringing for, him. for leadership. And you bring him in in case as a plan B. If you need a guy They're bringing him, and your team's going to sit back, then you bring in a Chiellini because he will do that better than anyone. He's but, the
0: captain. They're bringing him. He's going to be starting. Yeah. The only way he doesn't come is if he gets hurt. Which and is you a, don't which want to wish that p- on anybody.
1: Uh, no, you don't, but it, it's a real possibility he has some sort of, you know, he's been picking up small injuries ever since his ACL surgery, That's right. which is expected, you know, strain after strain after strain. Because he is he came back quick, and now he's pushing himself. Um, I don't know. I just hope for certain things happen in this team. I want to bring it to the goalkeeper, Donald <laughs> I played all three all games. All three games. Then I'm surprised by that. Yeah, I'm a bit. Uh, I thought they'd rotate there. Yeah, I thought at least one of the goalkeepers would have got another game. What did you uh, think of Donnarumma? It's
0: a, this is a solid Donnarumma performance. Did he have too much ado? Not really. I liked the, I'll the. tell you the one game that he really stood out for me, and it's not saying much, It's but it's the game against Lithuania that yesterday because the way that triangle worked with Donnarumma, Bastoni, Mancini, it worked really well. If you're going to build... That's a good future. These guys could be with you for the next 10 years. This could be the Buffon, Killini, Bonucci for the next 10 years, right? I know. So, so just, just do it. Run with I agree. You. I don't think it's going to happen for the Euro. The real test is going to be after the Euro. Are we going to see Bonucci and Killini there in September? For the World That's Cup. That's going to be Oof. in the World Cup qualifier against Switzerland. That's going to be the real well, telling it. tale. Because I'll tell you right now. If they're going to do that, then Bonucci and Killini are going to go to Qatar if we qualify.
1: That's the measuring we'll stick We'll see. There. If Killini doesn't get his Juve renewal, then he probably won't get a call for the national team. The only way these guys don't... If these guys go on a... This is
0: the double-edged sword we live on as Italian fans that hate Juventus. Here it is. We don't like Killini and Bonucci. We think that they're over the hill. We haven't won anything with them, like Giuliano said, for over 10 years. So it's time to change the guard because you have some great prospects coming up in Mancini, Bastoni. But that's not only those guys. Gabia, Caldara, if he's healthy, like you got, you got up and comers, right? Like look at the Italian t- under twenty one team, right? Yeah. Here's the problem: you want Italy to do well, but if Italy goes on a deep run for the Euro, you're gonna be stuck with. But Manucci. who? But who
1: are they playing? They're not playing anybody. I
0: know, <laughs> but their performance is gonna dictate how deep they go. We know how the Italian team works. We know how the Italian system works. We don't have to be rocket scientists to know how it works. I don't know.
1: Like, you, you could have played in the first game, for instance, Varati and Insigne back there, and we and still wouldn't have considered I know, it a goal.
0: I know. But it is what it is. Here's the problem. We go deep in the Euro. We're stuck with Manucci and Chiellini for Qatar 2022. Yeah. If we have a poor showing, then that's going to force Mancini to change the guard because there's going to be pressure. Why there's not pressure already,
1: I don't know. I don't know. I, well, I hope. Listen, the the zuri have made this mistake for the past, you know, for the past ten years. If if we go back to after the World Cup win,
0: yeah,
1: when we look at all the squads and who yeah. who overstayed, yeah, Uh when they probably should have retired because yeah. they were no longer putting the performances. Yeah. Uh, like you look at twenty ten, we had a old man Canavaro, Canavaro uh, stuck Cameron around. They, these guys stuck around way, way too, too long. long. Buffon, Iaquinta, Buffon way too stuck long. around way too long. Way Gequinta, too long. Zambrata,
0: Uh, way too long. Exactly.
1: Way too long. That's just to name a few of them. Yeah. And there's a whole bunch more.
0: I understand you guys guys won the World Cup in 2006, but what happened two years later in 2008? You ran with a somewhat similar squad, and you didn't have a good showing. So 2010 should have been a totally different
1: rebuild. Yeah. Italy was no longer about picking guys based off of systems or based off who was in form. You're just picking guys based off of uh, off of past and history and world cup winners which you know it's not easy to drop these guys but that's what oh. we th- this we're making the same mistakes I feel by like we did with Cannavaro for instance Yeah, he world cup it, Italian legend won the world cup did everything for the Azui. and we thank him but it stayed too long and and, and it ruined Chances for other young center backs to come up and show their worth. Yeah. And you just hope because we do have re- two really talented center backs here, Mancini and Bastoni. Believe it or not, you think in the world, right now, world football, who has a young center back parent like this in the Nobody. world football who play first team football on a consistent basis Nobody. for their teams? That's why you got to run with these guys. You got to believe in them. Anything else with this national team? No.
0: They won. They got three games. The big test is in September against Switzerland.
1: It's true. We'll see what happens. Hopefully, uh yeah. For the it looks like this is probably going to be the national team. Plus, Strogino will be called back in. Hope he, so. He was out with the knee injury. Yeah. Um, but it seems like this is who we're running with.
0: On that note, though, quickly before we shift over, a couple things. So the Euro, UEFA has already granted there'll be five substitutions at Euro 2020 this summer. We understand it's 2021, but they're still calling it Euro 2020. Um, and uh, a lot of national uh, federations are lobbying to UEFA to carry larger squads because of COVID nineteen. Interesting. So we'll see if UEFA does allow that because it's like Roberta mentioned, he said, someone has COVID, you're basically taking four or five guys out. Yeah. So you need to kind of have kinda like the, what the NHL has, they have a taxi squad. We'll see yeah. if that if that happens. Um but We'll see what happens for the Euro. And the other thing, big, big news uh, if you're an Italian fan. So Italy, for the Euro, would is at this point hosting all their games in Rome because Rome is one of the host cities. UEFA is putting pressure on all these cities to have a plan with fans in the stadium. UEFA is actually not accepting any host city that won't have fans in the stadium. So they're supposed to submit their plans, I believe, by next week. The latest and if they have don't have any plans to have fans in the stadiums they're going to be removed as a whole city so i think what's going to happen i think right now the only country that is saying we're going to have fans in the stands is england so i wouldn't be surprised if you see uefa move entire, everything into tournament there, yeah? in england which is not a bad thing no, you have everybody they, in a the country they have the infrastructure to they do have it. the infrastructure they got some beautiful stadiums and
1: uh
0: but it would really hurt italy because you're not playing on home soil yeah but we'll see
1: what happens let's talk about let's talk you want to talk about some standout performances in the euro go ahead let's talk about it so just represented city at north macedonia wow beat germany 2-1 pandev and Almas. almas
0: guys congratulations holy cow what a game yesterday are we seeing the fall of germany it's They're going to bounce say. back.
1: They will bounce back. But I-
0: it's not an easy group because they got Iceland still to play. They got Romania still to play. Uh, Armenia's no pushover. Armenia's leading the group right now. Everybody, if you look at the standings, Armenia and North Macedonia are one and two in that group. Germany's yeah. sitting in third.
1: That's uh, that's crazy. I mean, it's probably, you know, Germany's kind of suffering from what Italy are suffering from, you know. Yeah. It's cyclical. We got the midfield talent, Germany, yep. struggling up top. They don't have. Uh, an out-and-out striker that scores on a consistent basis. They don't have a solid center-back foundation, and then they got some decent goalkeepers. It's almost very—it's really similar to Italy, yeah—in a way. Do, um, you, do you
0: want to talk quickly about that
1: uh, disallowed goal,
0: Portugal and Serbia? Sure. the yeah. throwing the armband. I feel for them. I—they yep. fe- got robbed of that. They did. I mean, you have all the technology in the world now in soccer. <laughs> and you well, can't
1: yeah because some stadiums can't afford to put the goal line technology still I mean not, that has nothing to do with VAR I, I saw some people saying oh that has to do with VAR that has nothing to do with VAR goal no. line technology is completely different from VAR and goal line technology would have yeah changed the result in that game in Portugal I mean they should come out in the end they but, should but,
0: Serbia's no pushover
1: no Alexander Mitrovic scoring all the goals for them insane insane display from him uh this round of fixtures. Yeah. Denmark too. The Italian core of... Or City A core of players there. Yeah. They are Running playing really him. good. Zlatan, Sweden. Zlatan in Sweden. He picked up a couple assists. So City A players making impacts everywhere. Lukaku Belgium. It's uh, it's it's a great look for City A.
0: It is a great look for City A. It's, it, it's fantastic. And apparently... Speaking of Lukaku, apparently there Lukaku a couple of teams abroad are looking at Lukaku. Yeah, let them. That's I think okay. uh, I think one of them is Barca. To be honest
1: with you. Go ahead. Barca will turn him into uh, <laughs> from a hundred and twenty million dollars striker to twenty million dollars. It's a mush. Lukaku play possession all of a sudden. Yeah, go start playing like S and Xavi. Good luck. Have fun. Yeah. See what he, see how that goes, but uh, you want to get into the under twenty ones?
0: Let's get into the town of the twenty ones.
1: So. In the quarterfinals against Portugal, Italy-Portugal, it's a big, big rivalry here in Toronto.
0: It's the construction derby of <laughs> Toronto, as Giuliano said.
1: And you know what? All our Portuguese friends and Italian fans love that. Yeah, it's it's a good it's a good little rivalry, right? Oh, big we got, time. We got our pockets in Toronto for the people that don't know that. It's our, the Battle of St. Clair, baby. Yeah, what well, used to be heavily populated with Italians and no longer, everyone's moved north. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> yeah. But that'll be something to look forward to. The this Azuri team actually uh picking up two draws and a win. They drew Czech Republic one one. They drew Spain zero zero. And then they go and beat Slovenia four 0 They picked up <laughs> uh, How five other? five red cards <laughs> yeah. total in uh, three games, Tonali, Skamaka, just to name a few. Now they're heading into this Portugal game with a few suspensions, but what do we uh, what do we think of this Italian? Team,
0: well, I think the future's bright. Uh, I I was really impressed. I got a little worried when they ended up tying the Czech Republic because it's gonna be uh, that was gonna be tough because knowing that we had to play Spain and then Slovenia, but they got the job done. Very happy for them. They deserve to be there. A lot of bright talent upcoming in the future.
1: Yeah, great goalkeeper there, and Marco. Oh, Karnaszeki. Yeah, he's so. Uh, Quickly about
0: him, some rumors, okay? And I love this guy because this guy, he actually was on loan at uh, one of my hometown clubs, Trapani, when they were in uh, <laughs> Serie B a couple of years ago. So Carnasecchi is owned by Atalanta, and there's obviously a rivalry in goal, with goalkeeping in Atalanta right now because you got Sportiello, Golini, and Carnesecchi. So apparently reports in Italy are saying Golini is out, and Carnesecca is going to be given the gloves next year. Wow, isn't that something?
1: even over Sportello?
0: Even over Sportello, how amazing is that? How amazing is that youth development for Atalanta that you have that option where you can go with this 20, 21 year old kid? Yeah, right. I mean
1: that's and for us it's good because apparently Roma's one of the front runners of Langolini. So I'm hoping well, that is good. I mean you you got to credit Atalanta the amount of youth they're pushing through.
0: Yeah, and the goal they have to do that. See. It's not about merit on Atalanta. It's about who the best player is, and they have the gall to bring in Kardausky after what Golini's done yeah. because
1: and there's and they're saying their guy. They're saying he's a legit number one future Italian goalie. They're Here's saying, the problem. Problem is now, you now got he's got to compete with Donnarumma. Donnarumma. So this was the Buffon problem. Buffon That's right. was there and. He suffocated everyone out. Yeah, you got guys like Citogu
0: at one time was better than Buffon. The Sanctus at one time was better than Buffon. Viviano at one time was better than Buffon. I don't think everyone remembers who Miliano, Viviano was. Mm-hmm. That guy was a legend. Uh, there were a lot of goalkeepers like was Rob, Federico Marquette Tol- Toldo too.
1: Toldo, that's right. He was, he was older than Buffon, but doesn't he matter. Didn't get his. Uh, yeah, he had his one tournament. He had an outstanding tournament Euro two thousand, yeah. and then that was it. That was So it. think about that. Guys like Toldo, guys like Marchetti, guys like there's Peruzzi too, I mean, ah. he was older as well. But the fact is there's always been great goalkeepers in Italy right. and it will be an interesting another interesting goalkeeping battle anyway for so. the next decade with all our I young so. our young core of goalkeepers. I like
0: this kid. He's really good. Yeah.
1: And in the team also we had uh Matteo Gabi at the back running the show yeah. as a center back, having a pretty decent tournament so far up yeah. top Patrick Cortrone scoring some goals Giacomo Raspadori from uh, Sassuolo making an impact too with uh, you know some good performances Thomas Papega Marco Sala Giulio Maggiore from Spezia Matteo Lovato from Hellas Verona so like, these guys are all playing in Serie A and, and it's great this Italian under 21 team it gets me it gets me excited for the future and anyway, the potential it, with this as team as long
0: as they as long as they nurture, develop, and do it right,
1: they do it right. Exactly.
0: That's the big thing. Exactly. So,
1: they're playing Portugal. Yeah, May. Uh, in May, May is the quarterfinal, so we'll see. Uh, next, Canada. Let's talk about these guys. Oh, okay.
0: I don't know where to begin. What let's
1: are... Let's say the results first. Two and zero. Sixteen goals for, one goal against. But in the group, so what's playing, the problem?
0: In the group, you're playing Bermuda, Cayman Islands, Aruba, and Suriname.
1: Suriname undefeated too.
0: Yeah. Well, They're not gonna. Canada's got should have, should have too much class. Here's my problem with Canada. Okay. Simultaneously, Canada's playing was playing in the other twenty three tournament uh, for the Olympic qualifiers, and the one advantage that North America has that Europe doesn't is. North America for qualifiers can use their under twenty three team, whereas in Europe they use their under twenty one team. So
1: on a side note, we're now out of the qualifying for under twenty three.
0: Yes. On the side note, yes, we're out. No surprise, we lost to Mexico. Yeah. Here's my problem. So you're in a World Cup qualification group with teams that are equivalent to San Marino and Gibraltar that I think San Marino and Gibraltar could actually beat, to be honest with you. The only reason teams like Bermuda and Cayman Islands are a little bit above these kind of countries is because they don't play in Europe like Gibraltar and San Marino. I honestly think those two can actually give everybody else in Canada's group a run for their money. Okay, It's pathetic that we're in this early stage, but we have nobody to blame but ourselves. Here's a chance to rotate your squad. Here's a chance to send your guys that are 23 and under... Into the under twenty three tournament because you can run with your C team against these guys. So I'm talking about guys like Alfonso Davies. I'm talking about guys like big one Jaden Nelson, Jaquil Marshall rutti These guys, these guys could have carried that under twenty three team. And Breza could have played there. Breza could have. Well, Breza was on the bench. Oh, that's right. Breza Sorry. was on Sorry. the bench. He was cut, on the bench cut, for cut that one out. He was on the bench <laughs> for James Pentemis. Guys, a guy that hasn't played. All winter, where you have guys like Sebastian Brezza that are playing for the reserves and getting on the bench for a City Hot team. I don't get this. You didn't call up Chris Tuardec. You called them up from Yagalonia, and then you sent him home. This under-23 team and all the upper management in Canada is really pissing me off because they're making boneheaded
1: mistakes like this. Why isn't Jaden Nelson playing on this under-23 squad? Well, I'll tell, you, I'll tell you right now what it is. It's like the States. They th- feel that they're bigger than the competition. They feel it's a waste of time. How
0: can Canada think they're bigger
1: than they Mexico do. and the States? They do. The States fielded a B team as well. They did. They did. And so they she- got and they got hammered in the media for doing it because they didn't take it serious. And Canada, for media- whatever reason, a team that hasn't been to any major competition since the, the 80s. Yeah. I don't know. They just don't. I honestly think it comes down to the, the top don't think the Olympic qualifiers for the under-23 level, well, it is always under-23, but they don't think the, Olympic, the Olympics period are worth the hassle. No. I think they're just stupid. Half a brain. Stupid.
0: Who runs this Canadian Soccer Association is what I want to know. Who runs it? Because let me tell you something. These guys wouldn't get fourth division jobs in Europe because they suck at management. They do. It's ridiculous. An Olympic gold medal or a a qualification into the Olympics is a big deal. And you would have guys like Alfonso Davies there. That would be your star player. That would be your marquee player for this tournament. Because they would obviously send him. And they would go on a run. But you said it. You just said it. The states fielded a B team in this tournament. And they got killed for it. Canada fielded a B team. And, and no you one, didn't hear anything. And no one bats an eyelid. I no know. one bats an eyelid.
1: This is the point. That's how, but that's how low the bar is here.
0: No. That's the problem with Canadian soccer. There's no accountability. That's the problem. You need people like us to get your heads out of your culos and call these guys out when they do something like this. Because this wouldn't happen in Europe. This doesn't happen in Mexico. You guys, they fielded a team that couldn't even beat Haiti. Guys that they probably just picked up before they took off to the tournament. Guys that they picked up off the street. You're telling me with our infrastructure that we can't beat Haiti? That we struggle against a Honduras? Come on.
1: And barely beaten El Salvador? Honduras, actually, at the youth level, has been performing a lot better, even than our own country recent times we
0: have nobody to blame but ourselves for that because honduras is taking the opportunity and we're blowing it
1: mm-hmm.
0: we're blowing it and then in the media you guys talk about this great victory that you guys beat the cayman islands 11 nothing can you name one player that plays professional soccer on that team no i can't
1: record breaking win
0: record breaking win against a bunch of nobodies come on equivalent of san marino you have nothing to be proud of 11 nothing job done don't praise I, them.
1: I agree. Sam Marino would probably beat them.
0: Yeah. Job done. That's all you say. 11-0. Job done. On to the next game. Don't give this team credit until they get into the hex because that's where they need to be. This is frustrating. This is frustrating big time as a Canadian soccer supporter. I'm not going to say fan. I'm going to say supporter. I want to see this grow because we keep talking and talking and talking about the development and how Canadian players are on par with European players at 16, 17 years old. If not, a touch better. Right? Yeah. And then when you get to the national side, you can't show for it because you're making stupid decisions. It's stupid. Canada should be in the Olympics. Canada should have beaten Haiti. They should have beaten Honduras. And they should have beaten the States. And they should be in the tournament. Why a guy like Jaden Nelson gets called up to the senior squad and doesn't play a single minute when he can play the entire tournament
1: well, we know it's, for the under twenty three team? We know, but we can't really say. But it seems to be a bit of politics involved. Of course, it's politics. Why do teams? Why? Why?
0: Who? Dict, who runs the job at the CSA? Who runs the, the CSA? The
1: clubs are, or the or the or the country. That's the question. You know what? Whose interests are being covered here?
0: Yeah, the interests of the clubs, clearly. And I'm talking the interests of the big three clubs. And I'm full disclosure, I don't know anything. But that's what it looks like to me in the media. I'm not stupid. I think all the Canadians these days need to open their eyes a little bit on a bunch of things. And one of these things is about this national team, hold them accountable hold them accountable. If this was the Leafs doing that, that's the problem.
1: If this was the Leafs, uh, the Maple Leafs. If this just the make, the make believes.
0: The make believes. Listen, if this was hockey and this was the national team, there'd be a whole paper just about what happened. Yeah. So start holding them accountable. These guys that have been up there for decades and decades, sitting on their high horse collecting their paycheck for the from the Canadian Soccer Association for doing nothing but being idiots should be held accountable. Called out. I don't even. I want to question their knowledge in soccer. So smarten up. You better be at the next Olympics. You better be at the next Olympics, and you better be at the 2022 World Cup. Because if you're not,
1: it's a joke. In all fairness, it is. It is a tough tournament to get into the Olympics. It is tough, but you want to see a better showing and you want to see our best talent. You had
0: every opportunity to get in. Yes, and you want to see our best and you want to see
1: our best talent being represented. I you think You can't
0: beat Haiti.
1: That's the biggest thing.
0: You can't beat Haiti. Come, on. Come that, on. That's at the under
1: 23 level and the men's level still kind of, but we'll see.
0: What a joke. Sorry. That's what I have to say about that.
1: Yeah, Canada, the men's team, you know, so we're talking about the under 23 well, we're talking a little bit of, you know, both of them, but uh yeah, the men's team 16 goals, one goal against. Really haven't had a test yet. Suriname will be their biggest test. Jimmy Floyd Hasselbank, for people that remember him, Dutch international, Chelsea legend. His uh, nephew, I believe, plays on that Suriname team. They seem pretty good, and they seem like they can give Canada a run. So we'll see what happens when they when they meet up next in the group.
0: Yeah, let's get out of here because I'm getting I'm getting pissed off.
1: Let's get back to
0: La Ah. La Thank you.
1: It's back. We got to finish this title race. Wrap it up. Lift that trophy. Let's start with the first game. Let's go for it, Jules. Well, before we go into the games, do you want to break a... Is there any big news headlines that stood out to you that you want to talk about? I mean, like there was a transfer of Dybala. They're talking. I mean, Juve now. They are in the midst of thinking of selling Dybala to keep Ronaldo. Do we think that's quickly... Do we think that's a good move? Yes or no? Sell Ronaldo or get rid of Ronaldo. Keep the ball, you think? Yes. Fair enough. Also, in in the headlines, uh, Milan getting a new sponsorship with BMW. So, getting a little bit of money there.
0: Kambula actually got hurt during qualifiers. So, he's out for three months.
1: The injury crisis of Roma continues, everybody. Yeah, Roma has an injury crisis. But... Actually, Donnarumma, too. I, I did bring it up. Yeah. There's a big uh, thing going on with his contract. Yeah. He's not getting a, re- a renewal or... They can't seem to agree, uh, agree on a renewal. So, whether Milan are going to have Donnarumma, it will be interesting what happens out of that saga. Chiellini as well, the, his agent claiming the uh, Juventus didn't show up to the table team and discuss renewal with Chiellini. I got I
0: got big news here for you, Romanista. He's back. He's in full training. He's back. He's going to play with the Primavera. And if all goes well, he's going to be back for the maybe the last five games. I wouldn't about, even
1: risk it. I wouldn't even bother bringing him back for
0: five He's years. back. Nicolo Zaniolo. everybody. You know what I would do? I, let's see how he does in the Primavera. Let's see what he does in training, how he holds up. And then bring him back off the bench. Don't start him. And then he gets
1: called up to the national team. No, you know what? It might happen.
0: <laughs> it will happen. I'm telling you right now. I know, Mancini misses him. But this is huge for the Roma fans. Personally, I would try and keep him out until next year, but... The doctors are saying he's 100% and he's ready to go.
1: Yeah, I like that he took his time this time. Yeah,
0: he took his time, and they're putting him into the Primavera to get his feet wet. So they're not rushing him back to see. That's the way
1: you're supposed to do it.
0: So I'm very happy to hear that, guys. Uh, The man, the legend, maybe.
1: Not a legend yet. Take it easy. He will be. Take it
0: easy over there. Giuliano's just sour because he came from Inter. He was an Inter product that... It's they let okay. walk away from Raja Nine It's okay. How did that work out? It's okay. But that's it. So let's start about the ga- Let's start with the game. So they're all taking place on Saturday. Uh as we know, it's the Easter long weekend. So Saturday's Serie A day. So first game, Milan and Sampdoria. How do you see this game,
1: Jules? Yeah, it'll be an interesting game. Two managers with a bit of a uh, history with each other, Pioli and Ranieri. Ranieri never able to beat Pioli, believe it or not, in uh, the six meetings they've had together. Um, three draws and three losses for our the wild, the old fox, uh, Ranieri. Uh, there are going to be a couple big absences in this game. Ante Rebic is going to be gone through suspension. Question mark's over. Mandzukic still. Uh, Daniel Maldini's a doubt. Leao's a doubt, Romagnoli's a doubt, Calabria is out. Just so many absences from this first team. It's going to be very difficult for Milan. On the other side, uh, Sampdoria just missing uh, Actel, their midfield maestro. So, Sampdoria, healthy Milan, in a bit of a injury in a bit crisis. of a situation here. Yeah, big injury crisis. What do we think is going to happen? Do Milan have what it takes to come after the World Cup uh, qualifier break and start on the right foot?
0: I don't know. I mean, I think Donnarumma is going to be tired. The guy's played three games in ten days. Yeah,
1: standing at the standing in the goalpost, making right. up making up for some of his mistakes. Being he made the
0: cameraman. In <laughs> uh realistically though, like Sampdoria, they're not really convincing. I mean, their form aside, they won last time. They won their last game, sorry, and but their form, other than that, it's it's bad. It's not that great. Yeah, so I think actually AC Milan's gonna win this game. I think they're gonna cut, they're gonna find it. They're gonna dig down. It's gonna be like a one nothing, two to one grind. So, put me in down for Milan.
1: Yeah, I'm gonna me. Yeah, Milan's dominated this fixture in the last little bit. I'm gonna give him I'll give them the edge regardless of injuries as well. I think. Uh, I mean, Zlatan's there. He's almost averaging a goal a game, so I think you'll at least score a goal. And the defense, you have Gabia back, who's obviously playing. So, Ramagnoli, is he really a miss? I don't think so. Tamori, Ramagnoli, you got Donnarumma there. You got the you got some really good pieces left. So, enough to take Milan over the line. For so sure. Sampdoria lose this game.
0: Okay. So, we're both trying to take Milan. Next game, Sassuolo hosting La Roma. Yikes for Roma. <laughs> well, let's see what happens. So, we've had a 10-day break. Uh,
1: Come back with a crisis.
0: Come back well, Kambula, right? But guys like Smalling should be healthy.
1: No, I don't know. (laughs) We'll see. Well, I'm gonna read the list of absentees for Roma right now. Read it out. Gonzalo Villar, out. Yellow card suspension. Rodri Bañez. That's right. Out. Henrik Mkhitaryan, He's a doubt. He has a bit of a calf injury. May come back. Marash Kambula, out. Chris Smalling, a doubt. Cristante, a doubt. Juan Jesus has coronavirus. Nicolas Agnolo, of course. Out. Isn't coming back. And Jordan Vertu, out. So, talk about crisis. Roma are very thin right now against the Sassuolo, who yeah. are really missing nobody.
0: They're missing nobody, and the problem is Roma's on the road here, too. And Roma's road record's abysmal. Yeah. So, to be honest with you, <laughs>
1: I'm going to take Sassuolo to win this <laughs> game. See, that, uh, that list there change your mind, eh? I mean... I, I I want to see Roma win, but realistically... Yeah, I think Conte, I mean Conte, Fonseca is too stubborn to change his style. Yeah. I think this is where his Achilles heel is a bit. Uh, he won't change, he won't adapt with these injuries. And I think, yeah, Sosuolo, Locatelli too, the way he played in the international break. Yeah, he played well. He's going to bring that here. But R D too, if he's healthy, he, he comes back. I think he does. I think he is a doubt, but because of injury on the national break, uh, I think he comes back if he is and he makes a difference. The best... Italian forward, we have in the game. But are the, he can make a difference in a game like this if he's available. So we're
0: both trying to take a so swallow to win.
1: I'm, I'm picking a so swallow to win.
0: Please prove me wrong. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Next game Cagliari hosting Hellas Verona. Uh, big game for Cagliari. Uh, some Hellas Verona are in abysmal form. They've lost their last three games. The first time they've done that all season.
1: But who are they playing?
0: They're playing Cagliari now.
1: Who've lost back-to-back games, too. Yeah. Something's got to give here. Yeah. So, or maybe they just draw, you know?
0: Uh, uh, draw doesn't both,
1: help. Both teams have been... Draw you know, doesn't
0: help Cagliari. Help, uh, no.
1: Especially Cagliari. It doesn't help. Both teams have been abysmal. Like you've said, they're dead even in the last six fixtures. Two wins, two draws, two losses. I mean, dead even down the middle of these teams. <laughs> I mean, to me, it's pointing in a, in a draw because they're both... No, they have to get something out of this, and I think they both approach this game a bit reserved, looking not to concede first, score second, and I feel none of them really have the the edge to get goals, and I think this just comes in a stalemate. Probably the game to mess, to be honest, at 9 o'clock. I still think the pressure is on
0: Kylie to win, and they're going to do something here. For me, I'm going to take Kylie to win this game. They've had 10 days to prepare for it. Yep. Next game, Atalanta hosting Udinese. It's going to be a tricky game. Tricky game, for sure. But Atalanta, to me, they're on such a roll right now. They're trying to secure Champions League football for next year. So for me, Atalanta narrowly win this game because Udinese is going to be very stubborn.
1: Yeah, Atalanta, they might come back a little bit fatigued because we've got to look beyond the Italian players too. They've had a lot of players go out on international break compared to Udinese. Uh, So how fatigued are they going to play, especially the way... Gasparini likes his teams to play. Um, I think that's going to be a bit of a factor. You know, Udine is stubborn. They have one of the best defenses in the league. They do have the ability to score. Rodrigo DePaul got a nice little break because uh, South American qualifiers were uh, abandoned. And I'm going to give the edge to Udine. I think having a fresh DePaul, having a fresh Udine team, because really nobody really plays international football in that squad. No. There's not too many big names Uh And I think that will give him the edge. I think Atalanta will just be too fatigued for this weekend. So what are you saying? Udine win.
0: Wow. Udine win for Jules, Atalanta win for me. Next game. That would do Roma
1: a favor, right? That would do Roma
0: a favor, but... After their loss. (laughs) Benevento hosting Parma at the Stadio Chiro Vigorito. To me, I think this Parma team is starting to show a bit of bite. Graziano Pelle has really changed his team up top. And the Benevento team claiming a huge scalp off Juve last time around, but uh, a, bit, a
1: bit fortunate, a bit fortunate with
0: a guy that stood on his head Montipo. For, so for me, knowing what's on the line, knowing how Parma have been playing with Graziano Pele, I think Parma's going to win this game. And if Graziano Pele starts
1: scoring, he's going to start asking, making Mancini ask questions. So, yeah, seriously, I know I I agree with you on this one. I think Benevento that. That was just a one off against Juve. You can't look into that. They played their luck and they got their luck. They've been abysmal. They've been abysmal prior to that. And I think that abysmal form does continue. I mean, both teams really, they got rest. Both teams should be fresh. I expected I expect a half decent game here, especially from Parma. I expect to see lots of energy. And I and I expect to see them playing like, you know, their lives are on the line here. You know, you need to get out of this relegation battle. And this is one of the teams, if you can drag them back into this with the win, you give yourself some life. I mean, there's not too many big misses uh, from each team. So they both have healthy squads. Maybe Gaetano Letizia is the biggest one for Benevento. But both teams are healthy. Expect a good match. I'm going to lead to Parma. I think, and I think you're right with Graziano Pelle. (laughs) I think he's going to have a strong finish to the season and legit possibility he gets called up to the national team. Yeah. I really think so, yeah. yeah.
0: So, all right, so we're both trying to take Parma to win this game. Next game, Lazio are at the Stadio Olimpico against Spezia. So, I don't know how I see this game.
1: Does, <laughs> does Ciro finally score? Does he get a penalty?
0: I don't know. Oh, if he gets a penalty, he's going to score, right?
1: Yeah. I mean, Spezia, a few players in the... In the under-21 squad, Lazio have quite a few internationals on their team. Fatigue, we got a question. Out-of-form striker. It's going to come down, I think, to Felipe Caicedo. Spezia love to play these teams. They do. They're not afraid love to, to push play them. them. No, they're not. I mean, the last time they met in the league, uh, Lazio did win 2-1. They just scraped it by. Pepe Arena was heavily involved in that win. He had to play a pretty decent game. Spezia too. You got to consider if they lose this game, they could also get dragged into that relegation battle yeah. again. So it will be an interesting game. I think I don't know. I don't have faith in Chiro to be honest to to drag this Lazio team across uh, the line to hit it into fourth. But I think they'll have enough quality about them, especially with Luis Alberto and Savage, to get a win out of this uh, right. out of this game. But it will it will be a another very interesting hard yeah. fought game.
0: I think it's going to be too tough. And I think Spezia is going to draw this game. Spezia is going to come away with something here. So yeah. don't count them out. Now, the big game here Genoa, Fiorentina, Beppe Iacchini's back.
1: Beppe Iacchini's back as an interim manager. Rumors Fatih Tarim, Fiorentina, former Fiorentina manager, he's in the books to take over again, the Turkish yeah. uh, coach. So that'd be very interesting if he was to Whoopi. come back. I like Fatih and Bring Tarim. back the glory days a little bit.
0: I like Fatih Terim. He's a good coach. Great manager.
1: So what do we think here?
0: Oh, this Fiorentina team is going to go right back down. Uh, they're going to be in a holding pattern, and they're going to drop this game. I just think Genoa's got too much now. Too much quality. Skamaka.
1: I, I agree.
0: Firing. Goran Pandev. Firing. <laughs> firing
1: Yeah, Goran Pandev. That's what I is getting goals. I mean, all the teams at the bottom of the table – they're there, yes, because they don't have some of the wage bills to keep up with the top teams. But at the end of the day, all these teams at the bottom have been mismanaged. Yep. Genoa has completely fixed it with their uh, appointment of uh, Ballardini. The man! Fiorentina, on the other hand, look, Prendelli had to call it quits due to personal reasons, but now you bring back this guy. We've already talked about it. It's not... It's just a plug. It's a, you know, stop the... Disaster stop. from Try Nap- to stop or. the
0: bleeding, but you are not. Yeah,
1: I mean, Fiorentina, I think, are going to be in big trouble. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a tough last ten games of the season for them, and I don't think it's uh, going to be a winning start for Bet Let's just put it that way. I am going to give Genoa the edge here in this uh, fixture.
0: Both and take Genoa. Next game, Napoli hosting
1: Crotone. Uh-oh. Should be uh Should be. A
0: walkthrough. Crotone, for, who
1: have been playing good.
0: They've been playing really good under Cersei Uh just, But...
1: Just can't keep a solid 90 minutes going. Napoli's on
0: a roll. And Napoli is playing this game on Saturday. And then that makeup game on Wednesday against Juve. That so, right. is right. I see a squad rotation happening here.
1: Yeah. But...
0: Yep. They need these three points. To that's them, why. That's going. why Juve
1: needed to send Killini home early.
0: That's right. Bunch of plugs. <laughs> um, to me, because we know who's you know he's going to be starting that game. Oh, 100 percent. So to me, in this game, it's going to be a Napoli walkthrough. They're so close; they can taste it. Champions League football, almost there for the top four, confirming top four qualifications. So, what a bounce back by this team! Fantastic to all you Napoli Tana fans. You deserve it. Uh, for sticking by this team. And uh, they're showing what they're capable yeah, of. Yeah,
1: listen, these these seasons are marathons at the yeah. end of the day. Napoli started so strong, dipped in the middle. That's now the
0: problem. F- if Napoli kept the, the ball rolling, that's, they'd be that's in the top what make, two. But
1: that's what makes champions. That, that's why it's so hard. I know. That's why...
0: And you have De Laurentiis trying to find that's, a way to that's keep why, that too, yeah, so. That's why
1: winning the season, it's not a matter of luck. No. You know, and I... Juve, you have to give him credit. Nine years winning—it's not luck. You have to be, you have to be the best. That's right. Consistently the best over thirty-eight matches to win the league. Napoli—they arguably have one of the best teams, man for man. But it's yeah. a matter: can you play that way week in, week out? It takes so much discipline, so much—you know—up top, in between the ears. Such a strong mentality you have to have to play like that. Uh, and I think Napoli very well, could go on an undefeated run in the last 10 games. Yeah, The way they're playing their hidden form. There's going to be an interesting story here with Adam Juanes too. He's going to be coming back to face his old team. Uh, which will be an interesting uh, you know, little story because he's been playing outstanding ever since he's returned uh, with Cortone. will be interesting to see how he performs as well. Looks like we're going to have a uh, few major misses. Uh, Koulibaly will be gone due to suspension. Uh, Diego Deme is a, a doubt and uh, Ospina might be out. So, Marat might play a net for this game. Not that it, it matters, but some changes will have to occur in the Napoli team. But I don't think it affects them. So For sure. Napoli win.
0: Napoli. Napoli, Napoli all around. Now, we got the big derby. Torino.
1: Yes. Hosting
0: La Juve. Now. If you go ahead, the head statistics here, Juventus runs away
1: with it. Not even close.
0: 29 wins, 9 draws, 5 losses. And then you got Torino on the other side. Only 5 wins, 9 draws, 29 losses. But the one thing Torino got going for them in this game is Torino got a coach that I think can outclass Andrea Pirlo. Yeah. This is the perfect time for Torino to be playing Juventus. Juventus are in a crisis Pirlo is going to be given his marching orders soon, especially if he doesn't come away with six points in these next two games against Tor- Torino and Napoli. To me, guys, sh- shockingly enough, I think it's the beginning of the end for Andrea Pirlo. Has been coming for some time. I think Torino are going to pull out a shock win.
1: You know, the media headlines in Italy saying Pirlo literally has two games to prove his worth to the Juve board. Usually, when the Juve board says oh, we're going to stick by our guy, they usually fire them right—you know—soon after. It uh, seems to be the trend, so we'll see if Pirlo lasts. You got to think if points are dropped against Torino, it might be the end of him for sure. Uh, Juve too. There's been some disciplinary issues with this team. Artur, McKennie, Dybala, all were caught partying at uh, McKennie's uh, house or apartment and now have all been uh, disciplined by Juventus. Uh, There has been a little mini-COVID outbreak at the team. Bonucci and Dameral both have a coronavirus. Chiellini is a doubt for this game, but I'm pretty sure he'll be there. Yeah, Uh, Or at least be there for the midweek fixture. Dybala won't be available. Ramsey probably won't be available. And Alex Sandro as well won't be available. So, I mean, Juve is looking thin, to say the least now. A lot of question marks. Is this season gonna be a strong finish? Finish for them? Or are they gonna just whimper out? Uh, Juve seriously has to start looking behind them. I think instead yeah. of looking instead of looking forward in the table, they gotta start looking behind them because the pressure's on. And it you know it doesn't seem like some of the players are taking it serious. Yeah. And uh, that only comes down to one man, and that's Pirlo. So, what do we think anyway in regards to the match? Oh, What's gonna happen? You're me. picking a Torino win yeah. in this game. I'm gonna stick with Juve. And they got Ronaldo. He's the answer. Does I mean, he we show know. Up? We know it's been the Ronaldo show. Yeah, so. but does he show up? I think he will. We'll see. I think he will. We will see. So I'm gonna give Juve the edge. Christian's gonna give Torino the edge. <laughs> we'll see what happens. The Derby della Mole. It's gonna be probably one of the better fixtures on the Saturday.
0: Yeah, and then the final game of the day, Bologna hosting Inter. Inter hasn't played in a long time.
1: Yeah, they haven't. Have you missed them? No, actually, it's been good. When you're winning, everything's good. (laughs) But uh, a lot of their players, I mean, they had to miss their last fixture due to COVID, but a lot of their players ended up going out on international breaks. Skiener, Perisic, Brozovic, actually getting praised by the... uh, He slipped my mind by the Croatian manager. Yeah. Giving them praise for what Conte's done with them. Uh, Bastoni, Barella, playing for Italy. Played outstanding. So, some of the guys got some action over the World Cup qualifying. I think... I think the trend just continues. I think Inter's too strong. I think Lukaku he's been just a stalwart this season and it continues. I think he's gonna light up this Bologna team. Yeah. Um you know, Bologna do have a chance. They have been playing good. They're in form, only lost two games in their last six. So you know there is there is always a possibility, but at the end of the day, this is the big deciding factor. Inter- 65 goals for in the league. 26 against, so they can see less goals and games played. They almost score. They score more than two goals a game. And then you got Bologna, 44 goals against and only 39 goals for. Yeah. So to me, that's going to be the difference. Inter, there. Inter, Inter. Yeah. And they got their makeup giving it a swallow on Wednesday. Yeah. If if Inter, they got to be careful. They do have to. At least get at least a win and a draw. If, rotate. You, if They're going to rotate. If you get a loss between these two fixtures, the pressure will be on with Milan a little bit. Just win these two games. Yeah. Get over this hump of 30 games. You got to get to 30 games undefeated. That's what I've been saying. Hit the 30-game mark undefeated. It's job done. But we'll see. I'm, but, uh, yeah, I'm picking Inter anyway. All right. To this game.
0: Roll time, take Inter. And that basically sums up match day 29.
1: Anything else you got to get off your chest?
0: No, no, I don't think so. I don't think so. But uh, we got those makeup games midweek, so look out for those as well. Uve Napoli is going to be a scorcher. That's going to yes. be. uh
1: we've been waiting forever for that yeah, game. Yeah,
0: that's going to be. A, so
1: let's call that one out now. Yeah, let's do it. Yeah, yeah we won't yeah, be we'll, back till after. What do you think happens? <laughs> I told you, it's the end. It's the end of you.
0: Napoli form is is crazy right now. So. And all their international players are firing too. Elmas, for example. I love that. I love <laughs> it. Um, I think Napoli are going to smash Juve. Smash them. Not in what way? 2 nothing. 2 nothing. 3-1. to one. They're going to smash them. Yeah, you know. Especially if Bonucci... Well, Bonucci's got COVID-19, so we don't know
1: when how long he, he'll be out for. But it shouldn't be there. I mean, if it's for I don't know, it should be fourteen days quarantine. Oh, who knows what they do in Italy? Um,
0: I don't think Killini can keep up with Dries Mertens. I think Dries Mertens is gonna be uh, and Ozzyman who's and Ozzy man. There's too much pace. Chesney's gonna be busy. Yeah, Chesney's gonna be way too busy that game. So for me, Napoli's gonna win that game.
1: Yeah, you know what? I'm gonna give the edge. It seems like the it truly does seem like the the cards are stacked against Juve. It doesn't seem like a good place to be right now is that Juventus in Turin in Torino. Um not looking good. Not looking good for no. them. No. I mean I I don't think Pirlo lasts the season to nope. be honest. I think he's going to get think it's uh, over now. I think he's going to get the axe not during the season but he won't be there for next season. Yeah. So Napoli Napoli win. And then Inter Sassuolo. Inter Sassuolo at the Giuseppe Meazza that's gonna be a tricky game, I think. Uh, I mean, Sassuolo so do have a big game against Roma. They have two big games back yeah, to back, back. To back. That's tough. so that that works in Inter's advantage. I think Inter has obviously more squad depth, and I think that may be the edge uh, that pushes Inter. But you
0: gotta remember, this is a, I know this is, is their, their bogey
1: team, team. that. That I was about to drop the F-bomb, but Berardi always shows up in these goddamn yeah. games, and he always ruins Inter. So, when that's he, why I was saying, you got to come out with four points out of these six. And do you six. know why Berardi shows up in these games? Because he's an Inter fan. He's an Inter You fan. know how many closet Inter fans there are in, in huh? Serie A? Well, he's
0: not even a closet Inter fan. He no, came but you know how many, many there
1: are? Pirlo's a closet. He's destroying Juve for a reason, Pirlo. I don't Secret think so. agent for Inter. I don't think so. I'm telling you right now.
0: No. They gave up on him. They let him walk. <laughs> yeah, but if you look at the head-to-head here, guys... uh Sassuolo, seven wins, two draws, six losses. And then Inter, only six wins, two draws, seven losses. So,
1: yeah. It's a flip of a coin. A but a already, coin. but already shows up, we're in trouble. So, find a way to make sure he doesn't show up to that Guys, game. Guys,
0: I think Inter's going to shore it up. Inter's going to win this game. Yeah.
1: Just get four points out of six. That's it. There you it. go.
0: There you go. And that basically sums everything up for this That's podcast. It. So... Stay safe, enjoy the Easter long weekend. To all my and friends, Bon Pasqua. Eat your anil. and uh, just enjoy all the games. Enjoy everything. Uh, like us on uh, like us on uh, Instagram. Follow us on Twitter. Follow us on Instagram as well. Uh, follow us on Facebook. We're everywhere. Send us an email at at gmail.com.
1: Don't be scared to interact. We don't, don't bite.
0: We don't bite. And listen, I'm waiting for all you Juve fans and all you Canadian fans to come at me.
1: I'm waiting. Just come at them, people. Come I'm, at him.
0: Come on. I want it. Or, to me, you guys aren't saying anything because you guys know I'm right. <laughs> yeah, 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 Bring yeah, the pain. Yeah, yeah. So, till next time, yeah. happy Easter. Buona Pasqua, yeah, yeah, buona yeah. Pasqua e ciao ragazzi, ciao amici. Yeah,